To Welcome watch, back. Yeah, we watch dead people. It's Will and Emma. Yeah, this is this is episode three, I guess. Episode three, and oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. We are doing it fresh from a viewing. That's right. We just got back from seeing Us, the uh, new Jordan Peele movie, the new nightmare from Jordan Peele, as they said in all the <laughs> promotions, which were it was a little hokey, but. Um, uh, Jordan Peele, of course, made Get Out, which came out two years ago now and took, took the world by storm with its blend of social commentary and horror. And it actually went on to get some Academy Award nominations and he won, uh, best original screenplay, which is pretty cool. I actually think for a horror movie to, to win it all. Um, but he's back, he's back with this new film, Us, which has... He wrote and directed again, of course, and and it, produced. It's and, pr- and, and produced, yes, uh, it's true. Don't want to leave that out. And um, it has Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Academy Award winner. It has Winston Duke. Um, what, what are the name of her? Who are the actors who played his, their children? Because they were great. Um, I have to reference the notes here to to get their names. Shahadi Wright Joseph plays the daughter. Uh, Zora and Evan Alex plays Jason, the son. Uh, and then rounding out the cast were Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker. Great. Yeah, very interesting <laughs> casting, particularly with Tim Heidecker. But um, yeah, so you probably have seen the trailer for the movie. It's got that spooky rendition of I've Got Five on it and uh, this family on vacation is to their beach home. Yeah, well, their home isn't on the on the beach. Okay, yeah. their summer home yeah. near a beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get specific. Well. No, it's fine. They, They're on vacation. It's summertime. That's correct. And they are visited by a family of doppelgangers, sort of mm-hmm. evil mirrors of themselves that are wearing red jumpsuits and wielding these scissors and proceed to terrorize them. That, that's sort of what the trailer... Yeah, that's an overview, and we're going to have to have... We're kind of going to section this more than we have our past two episodes, because our past two episodes were movies that had been out and have been out for a while. This one's pretty fresh, so I think in the beginning we shouldn't give spoilers right away. Yeah, I would agree, I think. Just thoughts. Yeah, because this one people might not have actually seen just yet. Um, yeah. So... In the car ride back, my first instinct was to say that it wasn't as it was good, but it wasn't as good as um, as Get Out. And yeah, I as, couldn't help but make those comparisons. That's hard not to, but it's been you know probably an hour <laughs> since we got back, and I've changed my mind. We've already rethought everything. Well, I don't know about you, but I definitely changed my mind. We I got think... on Reddit <laughs> and we looked at theories, and we were like, "Oh crap!" Well, but we so we filled it out with a little online reading but even in the car ride over we saw it with our friend Blaine mm-hmm. and we slowly unpacked some of the things going on in the movie and yeah. and and as I joke to Blaine I mean it's a grower not a shower get out thank you get, yeah th- thank That's you uh, <laughs> get out was a little more uh it was good and it was clever and there were clever things that foreshadowed what it was about mm-hmm. but it was still a pretty 
obvious commentary whereas i think yeah i mean the things i think to unpack were like in neat boxes right in front of you with labels that you opened and were like ah yes this metaphor this movie you see it and you're like okay i guess and then you start thinking about it or chatting about it or looking up other people's opinions online and having discussion about mm-hmm. what you read online and all of a sudden it's like oh man because they're not clear boxes it's like a pile of stuff and you've got to like pick things out when you pick things like the whole pile crumbles into different like sections and yeah oof. well and one thing i wasn't expecting and maybe this is a bit of a spoiler so i'll just say that right now the movie is more science fiction than i thought it would be um, mm-hmm. But Agreed. but for people who have listened, even though they haven't seen it and just heard this, it's not science fiction quite in the way I thought it was going to be, um, which I can expand upon later. Later. Yeah. I will say for people that hadn't seen it who are like me that don't like horror movies as much, it was not as scary as I thought it was going to be. I might have said this in the last episode. I was genuinely very afraid to see it because I genuinely do not like horror movies and I God, I just don't like being scared and there were it was definitely scary I sweated I had to reapply <laughs> my deodorant when I got home and when I when we were watching it in the theater I had like my legs drawn up onto my seat and I had my my sweater like up over my nose you know I don't know but there was never a full turn away cover my face like oh my gosh I can't even look at that yeah I think it was was scary it was tense but it wasn't yeah it was unsettling more than it was scary I think there were a few moments in the beginning um that were actually kind of scary um but the world building on the on the whole it wasn't scary which is something I would also say about get out it like yeah. It wasn't actually that scary, um, which is why I think... Yeah, Get Out only had one part where I had to full-on look away, and that was, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, at the end when they're doing the brain swap, or they're going to do the well, brain swap. But that's like, just kind of gory. You know? That's what I'm saying. I don't like that. Yeah, but there weren't, there weren't, there weren't like really serious scares in that movie. And I, I had, if I had a disappointment with us, it's that... The trailer actually did make it look quite scary. Like it was going to be horrifying in a in a more obvious way than Get Out was, but it was pretty similar in terms of scaring it. Like still scary. I Jordan Peele tweeted it's a horror movie and I agree. I think it is. It just wasn't it wasn't a typical. No, it was it was a very like it was scary, but it wasn't pee your pants scary. It was pop. It was popcorn <laughs> yeah, movie scary, which is fine. And I think he also no. It wasn't popcorn movie scary. Popcorn movie scary is like oh, that's fair. No, you're fair. Yeah, that's and... fair. That's fair. I that that was harsh. Yeah, yeah just say into the mic. I was wrong. Emma was right. Well, of course you were. I know. Yeah. No, but it, it, it's like its own class of horror movie. I agree. It's not pee your pants or whatever your scale is. Mine is turn face away and it wasn't but it isn't obvious classic whatever it's like its own building of like tense yeah that's fair he also for i'm sure this frustrates some people but there are still enough laughs sprinkled in throughout the movie that it's can can sometimes cut the tension i'm thinking well i like it too but i could also see how it frustrates people and i don't want to say i don't want to make it sound like i don't like it Mm -hmm. because i do i think it works really well in his movies but yeah there is the chance that it does 
detract from potential scariness. I'm thinking specifically of a scene. I mean, people who have seen the trailer know what happens. Mm. The the doppelganger family shows up at the real family's house, yeah. and they're breaking in, and you obviously think they're gonna like, you know, they're crawling on the house, they're like crawling up the trees. It's all spooky, and then rather than like crashing through the windows, one of them finds a key under a rock outside, like a hider key. And Winston Duke. Yeah, and Winston Winston Duke's character is like, what kind of white people shit is that? And it was hilarious. It's a really funny line, but it's a really tense moment in the movie. And it's sort of, it was a moment of levity that sort of detracted from it. But I don't want to talk about this too much. I don't want to lean on this too much at the beginning because that's dumb. It makes, I don't want to criticize this movie so early in the conversation because it's dumb it was a great movie i also think that people shouldn't brush aside the comedy as a bad thing and like cutting tension i think that's the awesomeness of duality of horror versus comedy which jordan peele talked about when get out came out that they're like very similar genres in a way that people don't often acknowledge yeah you're because they're instinct-based. So, yeah, so instinct-based. And that, so I think that all goes together. As it's Like, you're very scared. They're coming up to the house. What's going to happen? How are they going to break in? What are they going to do when they break in? Well, Funny my, line. You're kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, my point of bringing this up is that just people who are going in, going in expecting a terrifying movie should probably then, check their expectations, expectations at the door. Because it's not a terrifying movie. It's unsettling and it's creepy, but it's not horrifying i don't know that it'll keep me up at night no i don't think it'll keep me up at night either but well it won't keep me up at night because i'm terrified it will keep me up at night because i'm thinking about it yeah 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 that's fair and not like being scared of it but like there's just a lot of food for thought yes and before we dive into that food for thought i think Mm -hmm. the general praise for how good the screenplay is is obvious Mm-hmm. And how good the acting is because, oh my gosh. especially Lupita Nyong'o. I yes. mean, you could pretty much guess she was going to be great. But um, Winston Duke, who I really wasn't familiar with, and the two actors that played the children, they were all great. And, and even uh, and Tim Heidecker was fun, and Elizabeth Moss was deranged <laughs> in <laughs> a really fun way for a pretty small role. Um, yeah. It was it was just good acting pretty mm-hmm. much across the board from the leads. So, uh, and they also made really <laughs> clever use of the cinematography and the music. It was a solid movie. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it is the food for thought that makes it better than Get Out, in my opinion. And so now this is where we're going to transition into the into the heavy spoiler territory, I think. Yes. Uh, because this is where we're actually going to talk about what happens in the movie. So, Ugh. uh yeah. So don't listen if you haven't seen it yet because you should go in with a blank slate, I think. Yeah. So three, two, one. Spoiler territory. Yeah. Here I we are. I guessed the twist to this movie from watching, you guessed it right from watching the trailer um, because in the trailer and in the beginning of the movie, they play I've Got Five on it and Lupita Nyong'o They're asks, in the car. Everybody's listening yeah, to Yeah, and asks her son to get in rhythm and start snapping and it is off. It's not on beat at all. And 
I didn't. And you picked up on that right away, and you said that first after time the I watched first the time trailer, we watched yeah. the trailer, and I was like, oh, I, I guess like it wasn't something that I super honed in on, but you did. You honed in on it right away. Because it bothered me, because she wasn't in rhythm at all, and something <laughs> about that read so strangely to me and it was mm-hmm. also true once once it also happened in the movie and it was clear it wasn't just like an editing mistake i it's it's significant and of course it turns out that the, there's a there's this long intro that i kind of didn't expect in 1986 where lapita nawango as, as a child, a child yeah. is at this fairground and she wanders She's off at a from, boardwalk well, it's a fairground on a boardwalk. Whatever. Yeah, right. She wanders off and she goes into this like fun house and gets lost and runs into her doppelganger. It turns out at the at the end of the movie that the doppelganger that you think it's that same doppelganger that's been chasing her throughout the whole movie. Um, really, is, they switched they, places. Yeah, and the human real person, Lapita Nyong'o, has been the red jumpsuited villain known as Red, and that's mm-hmm. how we'll refer to her red red who's an actual person had been switched into this underground cavern full of doppelgangers yeah like shadow people which we learn were created by the government as like an attempted mind control technique to like yeah, um, that was it wasn't explained well and i would say that i wouldn't i wouldn't say it wasn't because i wouldn't say it wasn't explained well it just wasn't you weren't given a ton of information yeah, gover- which maybe it just wasn't that important, but I was kind of like, uh, the, I... The government made mirrors of people underground, and they mimic... They mimic the movement. Yeah, it allegedly didn't work. And the people underground mimic the lives of the people above ground uh, in, re- like, weird ways. So if a person's walking down the street, normally their doppelganger underground is, like, herky-jerkying walking down the street. And rather than getting to, like, take privilege and... Uh, real people activities like eating cotton candy or whatever at the fair. Mm. They eat raw bunny meat. Um, Rabbit and, meat. Yeah, and they, they they don't get... Like on Christmas, they don't get real toys. They get like sharp... They have whatever they have in the sewer. Yeah. And as just because they're, it's not all planned out where like on Christmas you would come down and you would see presents. They're just going down whatever staircase happens to be in front of them and whatever is down there, they have to act like it's their Christmas present. So yeah. if it's a bunch of crap or whatever else is in the sewer, yeah. then like they have to play with that as their above ground person. So plays with actual toys. But but the idea was that the shadow people would be able to control the actions of the people above ground, but the government apparently thought it was a failure and abandoned the project, and so the shadow people just had to like live isolated by themselves with no help underground. But Lupita Nyong'o's character's shadow apparently had been a success and leads into this perfect mirror with uh, real Lupita Nyong'o in the beginning... Uh, and unbeknownst to the audience, cho- like breaks her windpipe and takes her back to the shadow underground world. world and chains her up and leaves her, thus assuming her identity in the real world where she grows up and has a family. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of interesting philosophical things that we can talk about that. Um, but what was most interesting to me, getting back to the science fiction thing, is that I'm really into like science fiction movies and books and games where you think about the nature of what it is to be a person and like uh, AI or robots or what have you, are they really, do they have a soul, a humanity to them? Mm. And so you have to ask yourself, 
like did red was red do you, who do you feel for red was an actual person who and adelaide was a clone but adelaide has a family and fell in love and cares for her children uh, and the, red ad, went nuts down understandably the sewer and, and yeah understandably and and used her, and it. used her f- human being free will to essentially free these underground slaves to try to rise up, the world. yeah, to try and rise up and um, enjoy some something beyond their station in life. Right, and, and when we were first talking about it, we were, or maybe this was just me, but I was referring to uh, trying to distinguish Red from Adelaide. I was saying the one with soul and the one without a soul because that was something that came up at the end where she was like, you know, they made a clone but they couldn't clone the soul. There was one soul and two bodies. And I think I focused incorrectly on that because it isn't that one has a soul and one doesn't have a soul. It's that they're sharing one soul and the two bodies are fighting over Which is an intre- who gets to have the soul. And so usually it's the person, the real person, not the tethered person, not the clone, who is stronger and can automatically assume the soul. Mm-hmm. But... It's an um, interesting mirror of Get Out as well because Get Out's about two people sharing one body, oh, and yeah. this is one once one soul soul sharing, sharing two, two bodies, bodies, which is that's that's actually quite interesting. Yeah. Um, I I will also add that there is no way we can go through everything oh, in this movie in this podcast. This movie is packed to the gills with. Um, winks and nods at the I mean most people sort of could expect this from Jordan Peele after Get Out but I'm still impressed at the sheer level of foreshadowing and um, everything being tied in like and he said in interview right like everything's intentional and there's a lot there but oh my gosh everything is intentional and there is a lot there yeah I mean in the very first shot of the movie in 1986, you see like a VHS shelf that's in the corner and it mm-hmm. has Chud, which is like uh, cannibal humanoid underground dwellers. Ties right into the movie. In the middle of the movie, they have Fuck the Police by NWA and it says Fuck the Police coming straight from the underground. First line. I mean, it's just stuff like that is sprinkled everywhere. From the yeah. it's, it's everywhere in the movie. And how, even with like a team of professionals, I don't know how somebody can sort of... Be so thoughtful. Yeah, everything is so pointed toward the message of the movie. Um, Which I think is one of the things that does make it stronger than Get Out. I think Get Out is so obvious, not in a bad way, but it's so obvious in its message about um, race and... Um, Class. Well, this movie... Was more about class. class. Get Out was more about race. Yeah, because... Not that they're not intertwined, but yeah, of course, they're focusing on. It, this movie's more about income inequality than race. Because mm-hmm. ultimately the race of the family doesn't factor in. Yeah, it's not um, important. So, uh, but you have like basically three stations presented yeah, to you in the, the movie. Yeah, it's not the main focus, yeah. Yeah, you have Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Dukes. Adelaide and her family are middle class. They're, they have a summer home, but they don't have the nicest stuff. They're friends with Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss and their bratty children who have really nice things, top-of-the-line stuff, like but all are kind of unhappy with one another and mm-hmm. don't have any... They're they don't, they don't They're have, not fun. Yeah, and they don't have any drive. And then you have the the... The tethered, tethered is what we're, they're called. The underground people who are rising up to try and get more for themselves. And the middle class family at the center of the movie is fighting back to try and maintain their station in life. 
Adelaide doesn't want to go back to the to the tethered world. Yeah, she wants because to she sti- was able to rise out. Yeah. yeah, and that's why throughout the movie you sort of get winks and nods at Adelaide's origin because like the tethered children die throughout the movie and she has a, an extreme compassion for them and you think maybe it's because she's a mother but later it's clear that it's because she's sort of of them you know like they're well kin. she's of them but also she and a tethered pre- person had children with a human person and so her kids are half human half tethered just like red's kids are half tethered half human because red is human and the person she had kids with is yeah tethered. so there's you know a they, I mean? yeah they're so both. there's a connection there yeah now this is a little more grim. This came up briefly in the car. Um, so the tether don't have free will, at least uh, from a, in the backstory. They didn't have free will. They were connected yeah, as shadows. Yeah, they just have to do what their upper people are doing, which is but, presented, you know, yeah, like but, what we were talking about with the Christmas presents. But red, but red as a human had free will. Yeah. So... But she had to. But she still felt like she had to mirror Adelaide. I guess their soul. Yeah, their soul. Who gets the soul is yeah. more tugging. And so Adelaide. when Adelaide falls in love and has a child with Gabe, uh, Red, Red has, has to have a child with, with Abraham. Uh, Abraham. Yeah, Gabe's mirror. And there are some just really fucky things you can ask about that. Like, yeah, think about that. Of like, it's just she knows she has to mirror her. She but doesn't she isn't she him. isn't in love with Abraham, which is something she states very early on. She just had to. It's there's a lot of weird stuff at play about, there. Yeah, about the thing with will. Yeah, like free will and free that, will. Yeah. yeah, sorry, not you. But yeah, like yeah. Free will. <laughs> just need to clarify. Cho- no. uh, free will and choice in terms of like procreating and having kids and yeah, s- sex and pleasure and ugh. yeah it's, there's th- this is sort of what we were saying it's before it's just and the you, more you think about it you can like, unpack ugh. this movie very far i think i think i said it to you and blaine coming into the apartment it, i i think it was a good movie and i enjoyed watching it but i've enjoyed thinking about it and talking about it more, m- more than i enjoyed watching it which yeah I, but you had to watch it to get to this place yeah so, so i mean it's still a testament yeah, to the quality of the movie it, but... and i'm also sure that if I were to watch it again, even more details would emerge, you know, from the shadows. Like, I, 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 like there how was many a... times did they mention 11-11 or just the number 11 that we missed? Because we got it on the baseball scores, on the TV channel name, whatever on the sign, on the clock. But I'm sure there are many more times that we missed. Yeah, I mean, even th- there's... Yeah, there's some connection to the number eleven eleven. It's you see it on a like a, a homeless person sign early on, Jeremiah eleven eleven, which, which ended is, up being a verse about like evil coming onto the world and the Lord not stopping it. Yeah, and so eleven eleven just appears repeatedly throughout the movie. Um, there's also with the music. Hmm. What uh, like when they're having the double dance at the end? It's really from. Oh yeah, they. Sh- Lupita Nyong'o's characters, um, both, they 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 were dancers, are dancers. I don't know how are. to quite say that. And when Adelaide goes to perform her dance, and Red copies her down below, 
the music that plays is from the Nutcracker, and it's Dance for Two. Yeah. Which is a real nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's the frisbee thing because like mm-hmm, the color the color motif is red versus blue and red is the tethered and blue are sort of generally real people. Yeah. Um, Adelaide doesn't wear blue, but early on in the movie at the beach, a frisbee's thrown like into her sitting space, and the red frisbee covers the blue dot on the towel. Yeah. And she takes it off. You know, there's just all kinds of things like that littered throughout the movie, and I'd be really interested to see it again and see how many of them i missed because yeah, i'm sure there are tons longer discussion yeah I, th- I i really enjoyed get out but it didn't quite um make me think about the the underlying philosophical questions that aren't addressed in the movie quite as much as this one has already mm-hmm. um i i just think it's it doesn't it doesn't mean that get out was not good or not clever thoughtful i don't even think we need to well the comparison is just so obvious to make well because they have the same director and they're supposed to be on this timeline of he has x amount of horror movies he wants to do about social commentary and this is the second on that track Mm -hmm. so you can't help but compare them but i don't think they ultimately need to be compared as like one was above the other but i've had more food for thought i've had more food for thought from us yeah yeah so i mean get out wasn't good i just there's a lot to unpack yeah there's also like a i don't know if it's anything other than just a like a pop culture mo like reference but there's a lot going on i mean the obvious one is hands across america which you just kind of have to see the movie to even begin to understand i can't even (laughs) i don't think i don't think i have enough time to to dissect that one but early on in the movie at in the 1986 scene red real person Lapita Nyong'o gets a Thriller t-shirt, a Michael Jackson Thriller t-shirt, and then in styling her like underground resistance, they're in red jumpsuits reminiscent of the red jacket with the with the singular glove. Yeah, singular it's, glove. It's it's quite interesting. I don't and and also in Thriller, in Thriller, uh you think Michael Jackson's character is a good guy, like the the protagonist at the end he turns around and reveals that he's actually been He's actually evil, which... Um, yes, he's a zombie ha- or a werewolf? Don't get mad at me for not Werewolf knowing. in the movie, like, at the beginning, and then he yeah. becomes a zombie. And then, okay. at the, and then at the end, he turns and he has the cat eyes, you know. But there's, I mean, there's clearly something with that as well. I'm not sure if it's anything beyond the surface level, but that that's what I'm talking about. It's just there are going to be so many YouTube videos... That come um, out in the next couple days that is going to be like, us explained. And <laughs> it's going to be like 4,000 of them. I'm sure there's going to be like NPR think pieces. It's all coming, folks. Yeah. It's <laughs> Strap. We're, we're seeing it one day after it came out. And so we haven't had the deluge yet, but they're coming. And they're going to be even more annoying than uh, this has been, I'm and sure. there's still so much stuff we haven't talked about. Like the fact that Jason has a rabbit in his lap at the end as they're walking away. Like what is the rabbit stuff well and the girl has that sweatshirt with the vietnamese word for rabbit on it yeah throughout the movie and yeah and lapita nuango eats like a rabbit she eats strawberries early on in the movie really yeah, it's the strangely only thing you see her eat are those yeah. strawberries like and the veggies, water yeah. while everybody else is drinking or having fast food. food or something yeah it's yeah super weird <laughs> i i i maybe it's about like 
test subjects and labs. Well, there's also that. Com- I'm, we're just now just spewing we're information just, from we're the just movie. Spiraling. But the daughter early on comments to no one registers it or cares that the government's putting fluoride in the water, and then they don't say anything back. And she's like, "Oh, nobody cares about the end of the world." Like, oh. I, I, I will say that I was expecting this to be a much more um, contained sort of horror movie, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a like a nationwide American apocalypse, basically. Yes, I thought it was just going to be them that have their doppelgangers. Yeah, but no, everybody's got one. Yeah, which again leans into this like social commentary about the United States because it's it's only happening in America. Like, I think they make that kind of clear. Kind of clear, especially because Adelaide says, like, let's go, let's go to Mexico. Because she would know that the tunnels she are only know, under America. Yeah, are in America. Which, and the beginning quote... Yeah, says that there's a... a says, I didn't, in America. I had to, I have to admit, I did not... I knew I'd get it by the end, but it was still threw me for a loop. This, like, weird quote about tunnels under America to start the movie. It was very strange. Oh, yeah, strange. every weird quote that begins a movie where you're like, huh? But, but you're you also can, like, you... I know this is going to come together. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it does. I... There are tunnels. I'm now slingshotting back to praising Jordan Peele's, you know, sort of... Vision. Sharpness Detail. from, yeah... A lot of horror movies have things happen that you just sort of accept that they happen because you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And toward the end, Adelaide is going, Adelaide's son Jason has been taken by Red, and you don't know where they went. Adelaide follows them down. Well, they've already gone. It's not like she's trailing behind them, watching them go. Yeah, yeah, she just just knows where to go, and she goes into the funhouse mirror room from the beginning of the movie, finds a hidden door, goes down this, like, intricate series of tunnels until she finds this, like, underground society area, and... I briefly thought, how does she know where she's going? But then I let the movie sort of take over. And after the twist reveals itself, it makes perfect sense because Adelaide was... She lived down there. She would know yeah, how to get back. So five, six years of her life. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that sort of just neatly ties up what could be plot holes in the movie is really solid. Now, there's obviously still stuff about how did these people get there? How did the tunnel thing work? You could... You can... You can unravel the movie, but where's the fun in that? You know, <laughs> I think he did a really good job making it, making it, um, giving it enough there that it makes sense in a movie context. Well, leaving but then enough, you have to think about. Yeah, it. leaving enough vagueness for people to fill in the gaps with conversations like this one. Yeah, it's which is way more interesting than having someone just sort of tell you everything that's going on in the movie. Yeah, that's bo- that's that's boring. It can be fun, but it's boring. I, mean, I haven't had this much fun talking about a movie probably since Hereditary, actually. Honestly, and so, I'm amped, and I think that was nice that I wasn't just scared poopless. Yeah, me too. That's nice, <laughs> but I want to see it again um, soon. Soon? Well, okay. Well, maybe not we don't. We don't have to. Well, I'm not, left a little dizzy. Not but. today, and I don't think. I I don't know. It's. It's not even necessarily a theater movie other than the sound, I think, was the, the, sound in the music. Was great. Well, and we did. We went at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. because it came out last night. And we said we didn't want to go right when it came out the night of, even though that's kind of a fun thing. But because, like, be the crowds and, and whatever. There were eight people total in the theater counting us. I counted while so we got up. Five so others. it was me, you, Blaine, 
and five other people. There were two couples, or I mean, a couple, a mom and a daughter, and then a guy who was seeing it alone. Yeah. Uh, and well, that was nice. Well, in reading online, you know, some people sounds like they had fine experiences, but other people, like when Lapita, when Red talks for the first time, now you have to remember, unbeknownst to us, she had her throat crushed and her hasn't, softened, and hasn't yeah. spoken in like 25 years or something. Um she has this really weird, raspy, raspy voice. It's very it's strange. Creepy. Yeah, it's like something not natural is trying to talk. Yeah. And it makes sense later on, but apparently, you know, reading online, some people said that their theaters laughed. And it's, there are purposeful jokes in the movie and points of levity, but that was not one of them. Yeah. And I think stuff like that would really annoy me. So I was pleased that we saw it, <laughs> not with a crowd, actually. Some people might feel differently, but... Um, because cr- when you see like- a horror movie with a good crowd, it's great. It's awesome. But when you see it with a bad crowd, which has happened to me more often than not, it's not as fun. So I don't really take the chance so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any, a many horror movie in theater because I don't seek them out. But yeah, well, it was nice that... It hasn't started to change. <laughs> whatever. It was nice that it was just kind of us. Yeah. I would agree. It was just us. Oh, because that's the name <laughs> that's of the, the movie. That's the title. No, we've come full circle. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just thought it was. I thought it was so great. I it was. I came out and I said very confidently yeah. that movie was a three out of five. It was good, but it wasn't great. And in the like in the in the past in few the 15 hours, fifteen minutes ride home, it, and then the following discussion, you were like, oh, just kidding, like. Oh, there was some point that we made in the car where you're like, oh, okay, 3.5. And then we were discussing it and you were like, okay, I think four. And then you went to go take a shit. No offense, sorry that I'm outing you for pooping. Everybody poops though. You read that book? You should read that book. You come back from pooping and you're like, I've been thinking even more. And Blaine was like, That's where your best thinking that- happens. Then. Yeah, Blaine was like, is it higher rating now? Now that you pooped. It was great. I don't, I, I don't. It shouldn't you should never rush to judgments when rating a movie you need to let them gestate a little bit but uh even just gestating this one for an hour or two it, it is uh it is great it's like i said at the top it's a grower not a shower it's yeah. it's de- yeah. it's a fun enjoyable Thank you for coming back to that you're before. welcome That's it's enjoyable to watch with just watching it but actually sitting down and thinking about all the things going on beneath the surface and they're more, they're, they're just a little more hidden than they were in Get Out. It's it's a lot of fun. And I have to, I, I was worried that Jordan Peele couldn't do it twice, but he actually got better, which is incredible. I, I just am very impressed with this movie. Yeah. Well, so go well, see it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next. Oh, crap. I don't know either. Well... Oops. I guess it'll be a we surprise. Got so, yeah, we got so hyped yeah. on this. We didn't even discuss what we were doing next. I, we le- watched two or three movies that we could do, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll be hopefully by the time this... Surprise you. Hopefully by the time we... Everybody we can actually like start getting these up because this will have been the third episode we've recorded without posting them. Mm-hmm. So hopefully uh, it'll actually be online soon and yeah. then we can sort of... Yeah, and then we can just post about it. Yeah, we can start. We can just start rolling. So, but <laughs> thank you for listening. Rolling. Go see us. Rolling. You will not. Okay, okay. Sorry. You will not. <laughs> you will not regret seeing us. I think it's a. Uh, it was just great. So yeah, um, super, super recommend. Yes. Not that terrifying. If that's what you're afraid of, really worth the the heightened 
state it puts you in. Yeah, for sure. So we'll figure out what we're going to do next, but... uh, (laughs) And then you'll find out. That's right. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. This has been We Watch Dead People with Will Mm -hmm. and Emma. Mm -hmm. Signing off, I guess. Bye-bye.